Hello, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. You know, discouragement is a temptation that is common to man. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 when he said, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And in dealing with the temptation of discouragement, sometimes we need to use a tender, gentle touch, and sometimes we need to run at it like a sumo wrestler. (laughs) You know what I mean? Either way, we shouldn't tolerate discouragement in our lives. We don't need to wallow in it. Now, I know that sounds kind of tough and maybe even insensitive, but hang in there with me and let me explain. I know that I've had plenty of bouts with discouragement in my own life, so I'm not talking out of inexperience. And and what I've found is that if I let discouragement linger too long, it can be costly. After a while, a sense of defeat and hopelessness sets in and saps your energy and vision. And then it starts to cost time as you sink into a deep state of lethargy and start binge-watching How I Met Your Mother on Netflix. Discouragement will keep us from doing what we need to do because we've let it control us and we refuse to face it head-on. It can even be contagious. Pretty soon the people that we love around us start to believe that, well, if we can't handle it, then mm, maybe they can't handle their discouragement either. We actually end up weakening their faith. Wow, what an awful state to be in. Have you ever attended a church where all of its members are discouraged? I don't know, maybe they've gone through a rough season of turmoil in the church and everyone is just kind of down and they show up on a Sunday morning and their singing makes you wonder if you've just stumbled onto a funeral service and you didn't know it. No one is smiling or laughing. They're not even friendly with one another. It's a horrible place to be in. Who would want to attend a church like that? And yet there are churches and there are families and there are people who find themselves in that kind of a state of emotion and they don't know how to get out of it. And when we're feeling discouraged, what we really want is some comfort. Isn't that right? And it's all right to feel that way, but the problem is when we deal with our need for comfort by turning to ways that cause us to avoid dealing with what's causing our discouragement in the first place, rather than mustering the courage to face the root cause and cut it off at the root. That's when some people turn over to uh, eating for comfort, for example or maybe to some other vice in order to attempt to numb their pain. And at that point, discouragement just turns into self-indulgence and unbelief, no different than indulging some other sinful habit in our lives. You see where I'm going with this? Discouragement isn't our friend, and we shouldn't cozy up to it and let it settle into our lives like sinking into a big down comforter. Now, Jesus doesn't want us to be discouraged. In fact, he commanded us not to be. Maybe you remember the incident just before Jesus would be crucified. In John chapter 13, Jesus has told his disciples, 
what would happen to him. And Peter starts questioning him about it. Do you remember? And all the disciples must have been very discouraged at the news they were hearing. And so Jesus tells them in John chapter 14 and verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Notice that Jesus starts out by saying, let not. That's actually a command from the Lord. Don't let discouragement overwhelm you. You see, he knew they would be tempted to be fearful. Pretty, pretty soon, things were going to look pretty bad, like the whole mission was imploding. But instead of being afraid, what did Jesus tell them to do? He said, believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, don't let your heart be ruled by what you see, but by what God has promised to you. The other day I was reading a devotional from the classic My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. This is what he said, Loyalty to Jesus means I have to step out where I do not see anything. Faith is not intelligent understanding. Faith is deliberate commitment to a person where I see no way. Isn't that good? You see, the reason we get discouraged is because we mistakenly think that our faith should be in something concrete and visible. And when we can't see it or touch it, we think it must not exist. But you see, real faith is when we keep moving, even when we can't see where we're going or when we don't understand what's happening in our lives. It's a commitment to a person, not to a plan. It's the same as when Israel was in the desert after they left Egypt. God would lead them by, by fire and a cloud, and there would be mountains on either side of them, and they had no idea where they were going, and they just had to trust God to lead them. That's what faith is like. So maybe you're in that place in your, in your life today. Maybe you're tempted to be discouraged because you can't see the light at the, at, at the end of the tunnel. And, well, you wonder if there's even an end to be had. Maybe you're having a hard time believing that God really will work for good what looks bad to you. Well, then it's time to fight and not to pout or to shrink back. In fact, you should think of discouragement as your faith being choked. You see, when you're choking, it isn't time to plop down in front of the TV with a bowl of popcorn to medicate your melancholy. No, no, no. What you really need is to dislodge the obstruction so that you can breathe again. You need to fight for your life. You might even need to get someone else to give you the Heimlich. In other words, go get some encouragement. Go get some faith-fueled courage. Don't let yourself be debilitated by the choking of discouragement, but instead dislodge it by believing in the promises of God. In fact, Romans chapter 15 verse 4 tells us that God gave us the Bible so that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Look at that. Through the encouragement of the scriptures, we can have hope. 
The Bible says amazing things like what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And he continues in verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There are dozens, maybe hundreds of encouraging verses in the Bible like those. Go read them. Let God's word dislodge that choking discouragement from your life. Don't let your heart be ruled by what you see. Let it be ruled by what Jesus promises you. He said in John chapter 16 and verse 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join me again next week. And hey, bring a friend along.